0: Well, Razorback fans, Arkansas takes care of business against LSU to move on to the semifinals in the SEC tournament. So uh, let's talk about how they beat those corn dogs yesterday, shall we? You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch you every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday as we've made it to the weekend. And there is a lot of things to get to today. And we're going to try to dive into it and get you ready for the great weekend that will be. But what an absolute great performance by the Arkansas Razorbacks in their game against LSU. I, I mean, it's like... Whenever you think that this game is over, whenever you think that this team is spent, whenever you think that, you know what, it's done with, uh, they're not good enough, they've had too many injuries, you know, whatever it is, they continue to find ways to win. And that's just on the season. Even in like games where you don't like the matchups, you don't like the way it starts, you don't like the way the hitting is. You don't like the way the pitching is. You don't like the way that someone comes in and, and, and tries to save the day and they don't do it exactly the way you think. Like, none of that matters with this team. They just continue to find ways to win. And I am just, like, it's nerve-wracking. You know, it's almost nerve-wracking at times. So I, I, I get that there's probably some people out there that, that feel a certain way or feel confident or uh, don't feel confident, uh, whatever it may be. But that win against LSU yesterday uh, was, uh, was about as sweet as you could get it because you saw a great pitching matchup between two of the best pitchers, if not the two best pitchers in the SEC, and for sure two of the best in the country in Hagan Smith and Paul Skeens. Uh, they went back to back. They, they were just throwing haymakers against each other. And it was just a beautiful performance. Like if you're a fan of pitching and pitching matchups, well, you got, you got all you wanted on that one too. So uh, again, just a stellar performance by them and uh, everybody involved there too. And uh, again, we had a chance to, to just watch it in person and be able to check it out. And uh, I want to play this clip because this is just the final call. I did it yesterday and I'll do it again here as uh, have Phil Elson uh, be able to call the game against uh, uh, LSU yesterday with the final call. Now the pitch, Brown ball, shortstop Harold Cole fields it clean. The throw to first, got him. This one belongs to the Razorbacks by a five to four final score, and they go two and zero oh in Hoover. They'll play in the semifinals on Saturday, and a much needed, well deserved day off for this group tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, how does it get any better than that? Like, just uh, this one belongs to the Razorbacks. Is always such a, a great and fun call there by Phil Elson. So, uh, there was a, a few reasons why that Arkansas was able to have uh, so much success in this game. We know about uh, the pitching matchup between Skeens and Hagen, and Hagen just was mowing them down, mowing them down. He he pitched three, uh, th- a little over three innings, did give up five hits and two earned runs, but had nine strikeouts on seventy six pitches nine strikeouts. Uh, Paul Skeens comes in, and he also has a really great game, but uh, he pitched close to the same, uh, in fact, pretty much the same amount of innings pitched. He gave up four hits, five earned runs, or uh, five runs, two earned runs, and only struck out three while walking two. And he faced 88, or he had 88 pitches and faced 19 batters compared to Hagen-Smith's 17 batters. So in this particular matchup, Hagen-Smith won out. But it was not to say that it was, uh, that Paul Skeens was bad because he wasn't at all, but uh, both of them were just in- incredible. And then uh, Hunter Holland comes in in relief as well as Riley Cooper or LSU, and they take the the rest of it home. And Hunter Holland uh, was a- was able to take care of business there too. And even Riley Cooper Cooper did a really good job, as uh, he only gave up two hits and uh, had seven strikeouts and sixty eight pitches, so he he performed really well. But the five runs that Arkansas was able to score there. In the fourth inning ended up being the difference. And it was all about that catcher interference call because bases were loaded with two outs and Kendall Diggs just hits a pop-up to the outfield. It's caught, innings over, and uh, everyone's going running back to the dugout, the game tied. But they called catcher interference and the entire Razorback dugout knew it was catcher interference. They showed it on the replay as was catcher interference. And I know that Jay Johnson was not very happy about the call. He still didn't think it was the right call. I watched the replay. I saw it was. So it made sense. But, you know, you get a run scored on that one. And then uh, a huge knock there by Jace ends up being a difference. And that was all she wrote. Like Arkansas only scored. They scored five runs in this game. They won five to four. And (laughs) what I love about it is that all five runs came in that fourth inning. They didn't score in, in any other inning. It was just in that one inning. And that was the difference in the game. LSU scored in the first and in the fourth and in the eighth and in the ninth. Scored one run each inning to cut it to uh, a 5-4 lead, but Arkansas took care of business there in the end. So stellar performance by Hagen Smith and Hunter Holland, man. Uh, he just continues to be impressive. He pitched 86 pitches in uh, over five innings, had six hits, two runs, two earned runs, a walk, and eight strikeouts. So between both Hagen Smith and Hunter Holland, Arkansas had 17 strikeouts against LSU. I think it's safe to say that LSU's bane of their existence is left-handers. They 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 cannot do what they do not do well against left-handers, and Dave Horn knew that, so he's like, "Hey, let's just throw our two best left-handers and make them hit," and they really couldn't get it going. I mean, seventeen strikeouts is is just wild. I mean, you only get twenty-seven outs, (laughs) so uh, you're talking about all but ten outs in this game were strikeouts, and if you put another place to it, it's like just a little three innings, roughly, is what were not strikeouts, seven innings, roughly, of strikeouts. So just, again, a great performance out of them. And uh, when it came to the uh, the hitting, you know, Arkansas only had six hits in this game. So it's not like they just poured it on. But they did come up with some very clutch hitting as uh, you had, uh, of course, uh, uh, Jace Borfriend go for uh, one for four in, uh, in his outing. And then Brady Slavens was one for four. But Caleb Cowley and Peyton Holt, both two for four. Caleb Cowley, to me, is just such an – he's an automatic dude. Like, he, anytime he gets on at the plate, I am i just assume that he's going to get a hit. And he just doesn't strike out very often. He's such a great contact hitter, and he is a problem for people, and he continues to be a problem every time he comes to the plate. So he goes two for four, uh, able is able to get an RBI. And same thing with Peyton Holt. Uh, he also had a uh, two for four and an RBI out of him. So uh, Peyton Holt is – just next level right now. He's doing it in the field, and he's doing it uh, at the plate. And uh, you know he just continues to bring it each and every time. So just a, a huge, huge performance out of Arkansas. And again, goes back to finding ways to win. And it's almost like I'm nervous. I don't know if anybody else is like this. And, and maybe it's just me being over the top. But it, it makes me nervous. All right? I just don't really like how it goes at times because it's so good. And I was talking to Alyssa Lang of the SEC network, me and her just kind of sat there, watched the game in the stands for a little bit. And she was telling me, she's like, yeah, I just feel like this team, this Razorback team, this is the makings of a championship team and the way that they play where they're not flashy. They don't have like any one thing that they're elite at, or at least that's like one player that's carrying them. They're just good and solid at everything. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm nervous. I'm nervous about it because it's going so well. They just find ways to win. They go out there and it doesn't matter. They, nothing phases this team. There's no lead that is too big. You know, there's no there's no error that can just not be overcome. It's not to say that they win every single game because they don't. They haven't this year. But just the fact that they are in the position they're in after all the injuries, after all the uh, things that they've had to deal with, it's just like, why? How can I? How can I avoid getting too excited? You know, like if you're a Razorback fan, how do you avoid not believing that this team can do it all? And it's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a like you should just be uh, mad that this team is so good, but just knowing how Razorback fans feel and and you know, we know about the 2021 season and we know about of course 2018, like when things go too well you start wondering when's the big uh, letdown going to happen. And Arkansas is not giving that to Razorback fans right now. They have the makings. They have all that they need. They have everything in place to be able to do it. They just got to go out and do it. So I've been very impressed, and I continue to be impressed. And I guess we'll find out on Saturday if uh, this team is going to go on to the SEC finals. You know, I think Brady Tiger, Gage Wood will probably be the guys that go. And so we'll see how that plays out. But it's fun. It's fun right now. And I don't want to jinx it, which I probably just did. But uh, I've only been to Hoover twice. This is my second time to come to the SEC tournament uh, for, at Hoover. And Arkansas has not lost a game since I've been here in Hoover. I came in 2021 when they won it all. And here I am here too. So if they lose, though, on Saturday, it's over. It's It goes to single elimination after that. If they lose, it's over. It's done with the Nito Powell. And then uh, if they win, they'll still be single elimination on Sunday for the SEC title game. But we'll. We'll have to wait and get to that point when it happens. But just this team continues to do it. I love how they beat LSU. Made you feel good, especially going up against Skeens. And uh, they just uh, continue to do it. So uh, we'll talk about something else I thought was pretty funny in a conversation I had with Elizabeth Lang yesterday here in just a second. But first, folks, I got to tell you about bird dogs. I'm wearing my bird dogs right now. I'd stand up and show you. But, you know, there's, there's reasons. But either way, the reason I'm wearing them right now is because when I want to record this podcast, I want to be as comfortable as possible. I want to be comfort. I want to be loose. I want to be relaxed. And that's what bird dogs do for me. They are incredible shorts that just fit to what you need it, as far as your versatility, as far as the comfort that goes along with it. Like uh, when you walk downstairs, you're not wearing jersey shorts. You know, you don't look like a bomb. You look good because they have the comfort of jersey shorts, but the look of stylish khaki shorts, it's an incredible combination. And they fit so perfectly. They're versatile for all the different things that you can do, whether it's going out on the golf course or uh, going down to the hotel for the complimentary breakfast and checking it out there, or just going out and about. They got it all, and they have different products to choose from. So go and check them out today at birddogs.com/slash-locked-on-college. That's birddogs.com/slash-locked-on-college. Check them out; you won't be disappointed. And when you enter in that promo code "locked-on-college," they'll send you a free tumbler. That's right. Free Bird Dogs Tumblr with your purchase. So, again, go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. Check out all the great products from Bird Dogs. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, you know, I was, again, I was with Alyssa Lang and we were just kind of talking about everything and Razorbacks and SEC and, and fun with that. And she uh she was kind of making the joke about how Arkansas fans on social media anytime that there's some sort of disrespect shown on the SEC network or that what they think Razorback fans think that there's disrespect to them on the SEC network, the attacks that come in from all like directions. From Razorback fans letting the SEC network know that they screwed up and they got disrespected is incredible. So it's just one of those funny things to watch and to to witness, um, you know, uh, on the SEC network. And there's just a lot of hatred there. There's a lot of pent up things. And I, I was trying to explain to Alyssa, and I've tried to do it to a lot of different people who are outside the state of the Ar- uh, state of Arkansas and don't really understand where this burning vitriol comes from for Razorback fans. Uh, Because it's like, you know, what is what's what's the problem here? I'm like, well, it's as simple as this. Razorback fans hate everyone equally. You know, they don't just hate LSU, although they do. They don't just hate Ole Miss, although they do. They don't just hate Kentucky basketball, but they they, they do. Or A&M, but they do. Like, they don't just hate these teams. They hate everybody. They don't have a true rivalry. The rivalry is everyone. You're either with us or you're against us. And if you're against us, we hate you. It's a weird concept to probably try to understand. And if you don't really follow Razorback athletics or understand that the concept of it and everything, but it's a thing, it's an absolute thing. And so she laughed about it, but I'm like, you know what it is. That's one of the great things about Arkansas. And I love Arkansas. One of the many reasons why is because it's, it's something to where it's a chip on a shoulder like nobody can ever understand or even really grasp as to why Razorback fans are this way. Does it stem from being constantly looked down upon in each and every conference that you've been a part of knowing the greatness that you have in your state? Probably, but it's also the thing where no one really, if you're not never been to Arkansas, or at least you're not from it, you don't see all the great things about it. And, you know, you know, getting the, idea of seeing how many you know, great things are here, great businesses, uh, great place to live, like Northwest Arkansas, Fayetteville, my hometown always gets voted as one of the best places to live in the country year after year after year. Um, You know, the amount of money, the, the amount of beauty, the amount of like fun that can be had, I, it's got it all. It, it truly has it all, but nobody cares outside. They don't see it. They just see Arkansas and it's just like, oh, okay, well, that's crap. You're crap. You're, you suck. You're not, you're trash. You know, hillbillies. All that stuff, and it's just not the truth. It's not the truth at all. So I that's I, I think it's so funny. And like yesterday, seeing all those LSU fans just pack into the Hoover Met, and there was only a few Razorback fans there. And to see all of them go home so disappointed because they wanted it so bad. And those Razorback fans were just having fun with it and, and making fun of them and, and you know, crowing a little bit. It's just something that's I think is so unique and so much fun and so cool. So uh, but that was something that just sparked it up, and I thought it was very interesting how. I keep forgetting how people don't really know about Arkansas or at least looking outside of it too. But uh, yeah, that's just a really funny story to share. Um, we are going to have to talk about a certain story that's not funny at all, and it's something I've tried to avoid, but we'll discuss it on the other side of the break here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the locked on podcast network. your team every day. Okay, so final segment of the locked on Razorbacks podcast. Um, this is a tough one. This is a very tough thing to to discuss as of right now in the recording of this podcast. So I am going to be as careful as I possibly can with it all because it's something that's been surrounding everybody and talked to me and talk, being, being talked about from everybody on social media especially. And so again, I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be very careful. And I am uh, going to just be telling the facts of what ha- has happened uh, in this particular situation. So uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go on, on Twitter and go on, on social media and see for yourself. Because, again, I'm not going to speculate as far as anything else goes. But uh, the best of Arkansas sports, Andrew Hudson did a great job reporting it. So I'm just going to read his report from it. Uh, it says an Arkansas football player has been dismissed from the program after it learned of allegations against him, according to the statement from the Arkansas Athletics. No name was mentioned but the statement was given in response to a direct request by Best of Arkansas Sports for comment about the status of redshirt junior Cade Renfro. Upon gaining knowledge of the allegations against a student-athlete earlier this week, we immediately informed the university's Title IX Office of Allegations, the student-athlete is no longer a member of the football team. University of Arkansas released a statement as well, but also didn't mention him by name, citing the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. They said, after being made aware of the allegations, we notified the relevant offices on our campus, Due to FARPA, student privacy regulations, we are unable to provide more information at this time. These comments come about a day after an anonymous Instagram account went viral with serious accusations involving sexual assault against Renfro. In follow-up inquiries by Best of Arkansas Sports made midday Thursday, both Fayetteville and UAP police departments said no reports or complaints have been filed regarding the allegations. The UAPD added that the information shared on social media is the first and only information that we have heard. Uh, then it goes into about Renfro deleting his uh, being deleted from the team's roster, but then re being reinserted, uh, and then uh, it goes into you know who he is and he's a transfer from Ole Miss and all of that stuff too. So uh, that right there is the facts of what we know, and I'm not going to speak any more on it. I'm not going to speculate any more on it because it is a very serious thing so here's what i am going to say because you know the story the the reports can come out the story can develop and when that happens we'll we'll go into it we will but folks the only thing that i'm going to say about this is one i really hope that any all the allegations are not true i really hope so i really hope they're not true and if they are true, then there needs to be something that happens because of it. But I caution each and every one of you who are watching or listening to this podcast, who are on social media and have been following this and have been involved in this and been, and, and, you know, tweeting about it, whatever it is. I caution you with every beat of my heart and soul to be extremely careful with this. There's reasons why we have seen many stories like this that can ruin people's lives, ruin their lives if it comes out not to be true. That's not to say that this story is not true. I don't know and neither do you. But the people that need to handle this are the ones that are investigating, the ones that are involved, and the correct authorities. Those are the ones that need to handle this story, not me, not you. When the reports come out and when the facts come out, then let's react. But to jump to insane conclusions and to go through what some of the things that I've seen on social media and some of the things that people have been reporting on social media, that needs to be, that that needs to go away. That needs to stop, folks. This isn't a game, this is a very serious thing. So I just encourage each and every one of you to be extremely careful with this. That's why I'm not even going into any sort of speculation. I'm not even going to go into it because not only have we seen recently, speaking of that NFL Buffalo kicker, uh, punter, Ariza and what happened to him, read that story, but just let the people who can do something about it, do something about it. Investigate it, report it, go through it. And then let's talk. Then let's react. But until that happens, just wait. Wait till it all comes out. It will. We'll get to the bottom of it. We'll find out. But it's just extremely scary how some people have been acting to this. And that's the only thing I can say to everybody is just be careful with this. Because if it ends up, if you end up going all in and you start reporting things that aren't true and you start accusing people of things that aren't true, especially as serious as this, that's how you yourself get into some serious trouble. Serious trouble. So just be careful out there, all right? We'll see how this story develops. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow. I guess tomorrow, not tomorrow afternoon. It's the weekend, Monday afternoon. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. We'll see you then.